Before we get started with this week's edition of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, let me let you know that it's brought to you by Draft, Draft.com. Fantasy sports fans, listen up. Did you know that your chances of winning on Draft are 80% better than on salary cap sites? That's why you need to try Draft. No more getting crushed by the pros. More than 1 million people have already downloaded Draft. Playing a real-life NBA, NFL, or for this podcast purpose, PGA Draft right now. Be done drafting in under five minutes and get paid out the day the tournament is done. The PGA version is great. You draft, you enjoy the four days, and you collect your money Sunday night. Drafts are filling every second so you can join them whenever you want. All new players, this is the catch. All new players, when they make their first deposit, get entry into a real money draft by using the promo code SD Sports. You gotta use the promo code SD Sports to get that free entry. That's right. Playing a real money draft for free by using the promo code SD Sports. But it gets even better. For some crazy reason you do not like draft, they are offering a hundred dollar money back guarantee. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play for free right now. But you have to use the promo code SD Sports. Void or prohibited must be 18 or older. See website for details. Offer must be redeemed within 14 days. Now, welcome to this week's edition of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. Lay. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. Tonight, we'll be previewing the second leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs, and it'll be the Dell technology championships in order to do so i will have my co-host as always jesse joining me jesse how we doing man i'm doing good uh played 54 holes of golf over the weekend so a little tired um seriously went to sleep at 8 30 last night but i'm ready to go see i went you? To i'm good i went to bed early last night because mm. i did something i don't do anymore because i'm not 24 uh, we had our fantasy football draft on Saturday night, and I decided to play beer pong all night. And then, I, and, then I, and then I got up at 6.30 to go play 18 holes of golf. And by the time I was done golfing, I was ready to just call it a day. But yeah. then, yeah, so I was in bed very early as well. But uh, I, I do that like maybe twice a year now. And that's I, every time I remember why I only do it maybe twice a year now. But um, You're yeah. getting too old, dude. Way too freaking old. Like my body's still sore today from doing God knows what I did. Like I was walking on the golf course yesterday, so I got sweated out by the golf by the guys drove the cart around. I'm like I'm just gonna grab my putter and walk to the green. I'll see you guys up there. <laughs> I need I need to get it out of the system. But no, uh, yeah, another that's another story for another day. But uh, we did have another interesting um, tournament over the weekend at the Northern Trust, and Twitter was ablaze because one of the most loved or hated, depends on what spectrum you live in, golfer on the planet, the most scientific golfer we've seen in years, Bryson DeChambeau, another W in a pretty dominating fashion, and it's his third career win, and, you know, you can do all the trends you want to say, but that's pretty damn impressive. Very impressive, yeah. I mean, uh, third win already. Um, he shoots 68, 66, a really impressive 63 on Saturday to – kind of catapult himself in the lead and then, and then close it out with the 69 on, on Sunday. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, leading into the event, he hadn't, he, he was not playing that well. Um, DK had him priced down. I think he was 80 to one opening odds 
a lot of people mentioned that on Twitter um, and ended up hitting that. Um, so, you know, yeah, I mean, coming in, I, you know, I just, he wasn't, he wasn't on my stats models. He's, I don't know, man, but you know, when he figures it out, like he's really, really good. Um, and he's really good anyways, but when he figures it out, he's, he's, you know, he's easily probably a, I'd say top 20 golfer in the world, um, when he's playing well, but you know, he does have some stretches where he's, he's I mean, he's kind of a head case, I think a little bit. Yeah. He's kind of like that. Um, He's a head case like John Rahm, but he gets keep his composure a little better. It feels like he yeah. uh, he doesn't he doesn't completely implode. He's kind of self destructs and then kind of gets it back together in a hole or two. Where Rahm will lose it all completely, and uh, it is impressive. His ball striking is just phenomenal. Like you said, it's he comes in in bad form, but he's that kind of golfer. At least GPP wise, if you want to go DraftKings, he's in play almost every weekend. When he was priced down, we we did a bad job of probably not mentioning that more or something because no, i know we weren't on I mean, him we mentioned it last week we definitely mentioned it last week because i remember well, talking about him and yeah. saying that that price is is too low for him and, and you said yeah he's gpp play i think something along those lines yeah it's something yeah i i know i didn't play him in any way so that's i didn't either yeah <laughs> I, I i remember what you're talking about now how like it was there we just didn't do due diligence to make it happen but um i had a six of six lines didn't even cash last week so it was one of those Oof. weeks but uh, yeah, he he takes it down and it's impressive. And I, I love the love hate on Twitter. Where do you stand on Bryson? Yeah, I don't mind him. I mean, you know, uh, anybody who's that talented at golf, it, whatever works for you. You know, I mean, golf is hard enough. Um, just playing it. Um, you know, if, especially if you play some of these golf courses that these guys play. I mean, obviously they make it look easy. Uh, but if you actually go to some of these golf courses and play them, they will humble you. Um, unless you're just a, you know, scratch golfer or something, but either way, um, yeah, I, I don't I mean, I don't mind Bryson. I think he's a good guy. He seems like, he seems like a good guy anyways. Um, he's just got his own, you know, his own route, which is totally fine with me. Yeah, no, he does his own thing and I'm a big Bryson fan and I, I kind of in, embrace the hate that he gets. I like it a lot. So it's a lot of fun there. Let's talk about the rest of the leaderboard. Tony Finau, another great week, finished the second four shots behind Bryson, but, um, a good week from him. You got Billy Ho, Cam Smith, Ryan Palmer, a huge week for him. Aaron Wise came back to reality for us. Uh, you had Adam Scott, Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, and Patrick Cantley rounding out the top 10. And, you know, outside of Brooks Kepka and I guess Adam Scott and Tony Fino, mostly the average fan doesn't really understand. We know all these guys, obviously, but there's some guys that had some big weeks there. Justin Thomas, too. I missed him. But uh, any takeaways from the rest of the leaderboard there? Yeah, I mean, Cam Smith kind of out of nowhere. I mentioned him. I was last week or the week before, and I played him. And then, of course, just totally fell off there. Ryan Palmer out of completely freaking nowhere. He hasn't done anything all year long. Um, and he's had a really, really good tournament. Uh, Aaron Wise was another one who was kind of surprising. Um, but he played well. You know, I mean, there were some bad miscuts, though, too. That Rose miscut was, was really surprising to me. Um, and then Raw missed the cut as well. Uh, Moley missed the cut. Now he's not playing this week, so I don't know what's up with him. Um, that concerned me when I saw that. Yeah, I was like, oh. That's, that's kind of strange. Uh, Joel Dahman, complete effing trunk slam on five, which was his 15th hole because they started on nine. Um, I mean, he was right there, and then Chunky Chip and 15,000 putts and – 
we'll see later. So Stuart Sink, another guy who just played, he played awful on Thursday and then, you know, bounced back pretty well on Friday, but it wasn't enough, was nowhere enough. So, yeah, I mean, uh, other than that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of surprised at the way Brooks played on Saturday because, I mean, he was, he was in the lead uh, going into Saturday and he shot 72 in a, on a day when people were going low. I mean, there was some 65s, a couple of 63s, I think. Um, including Bryson, obviously. So I was kind of surprised that that Brooks kind of fell off there. Yeah, no, that that was pretty surprising. But uh, Molly was crazy because he was one of the top in like strokes gain, like approach. Tita Green, he just couldn't putt at all. It's one of those bad, bad weeks for him putting. Uh, the Justin Rose first miscut of the entire year from him. I yeah. can't wait till we talk about DraftKings this week because I hope everybody thinks he's in trouble or something because that'll be glorious. Um, a lot of other factors like that, but a really interesting week. And uh, we got, we're down to a hundred golfers this week. We'll talk about shortly, but I wanted to just kind of have a little fun with this. Um, a couple of the golfers that just missed on the week here. Tyson um, Magoon had a huge week, jumped from um, 111 to uh, don't do this to me. Golfie. 73rd. Yeah. I'm trying to stop the video from playing. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, because I had it all saved up here. Yeah, this is good radio. I'll edit it out later. Um, but Johnny Vegas goes from um, uh, 123 up to, to 87, gets him into the week, and Scott Stallings, Danny Lee, and uh, Brian Stewart all get in. But a couple that fell out, our boy Sabatini, yeah. he was entering at 97th. He dropped out. That was surprising. But then Cheka, Schwartzel, Brandon Harkins had a really good year. A guy we need to remember come swing season. He could be a fun one for us. I agree. And, and Trey Molinax, a couple guys that, uh, you know, right on the bubble that missed the cut. Uh, any takeaways from that? Because there's a lot more, obviously. I know Nick Watney started the week. I think it was Watney, 102. He's into the 70s now. So stuff like that. Yeah, that's quite the jump for Bronson. Good for him, man. Uh, you know, he's a young guy, uh, I think. Anyways, but he's, you know, he's out there. Now he's he's got a position now to potentially get into – now the next tournament, um, a lot of these guys are don't have much of a chance, but you know another good finish potentially could get them in there. So uh, you know playoffs. And have, did you see anything about the the that AP article about the potential new playoff structure next year? I saw that. And I saw some hot takes. I didn't dig too much into it as I didn't like what I saw initially. And I, um, I think I want to see a little more before I kind of break. It might be something we can talk about in the coming weeks unless you got a couple quick takes on it right now. Cause yeah, the only thing, I mean, I just, I just kind of feel like at some point you've got to get match play involved um, somehow, some way. I think that, you know, there's, there's a lack of match play anyways, and it's so much fun to watch, especially, you know, the first few rounds, it's uh you know you can keep keep a lot of people interested um i mean i don't know how you would do it exactly but seen a few things thrown out but i would just love to see some kind of match play because what they're thinking about doing if you haven't read the article is basically resetting everybody or paying out after the the season's over with paying out first and like second or something like that or you know doing some kind of payout structure where after the initial season's over with and then reset everybody but eventually get down to East Lake and like whoever's in first place going to East Lake starts at minus 10. I saw something about that. That was really weird to me. It's just, it's just an odd thing to think about when you think about golf, everybody starts at even par, you know, like, you know, yeah. you're going to come out here and start somebody at minus 10 and then second place at minus nine or you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, it's be, it would be, it would be different. Um, I, I do think that it needs to be changed either way, but 
I'd love to see match play somewhere in there. I do love the match play because that's that's one of the kind of truest forms of golf to me. Yeah, I, I love it. It's man on man, and you're playing it. I, I, I saw our club championship is. I'm assuming yours is, and many others. You, you know, you got your bracket, and you go out and play, and this is how it works. And I, I love every aspect of it. There's the mental grind. Um, one hole doesn't completely ruin the best golfer in the world. The best guy still right. has a chance to beat anybody. Uh, I like it a lot. So that that would be a good factor as well. Uh, one last thing. It was another hot topic after Finau's great finish and Bryson DeChambeau. We're getting close to the Ryder Cup time. I believe it's after this weekend. They have to announce at least two of their picks or all four. Um, the U.S. has Kupka, DJ, Thomas, Reed, Bubba, Spieth, Fowler, and Webbin right now. Interesting names on there, but they've earned it. And then Bryson, Phil, Tiger, and Xander are the next four on the outside looking in. And, you know, guys like Kucher and Finau and everybody tips their tongue. Any uh, any thoughts on that? Uh, I don't really. I mean, I would think I would think Tiger probably gets in. I would think Phil gets in just because they're they're the seasoned vets. Uh, and then you know, if it's me, I'd probably take Finau and um, and Bryson. Uh, I do think Finau in match play can be intimidating because he can bomb it. Um, and he throws darts. Now his putter is a little bit different, but you put him in match play. He, he probably puts differently um, because if you look somebody like Roy McIlroy, who is traditionally not that great of a putter, you know, he's had some really good putting performances in match play. So I, I like the idea of, of, uh, of Bryson and, uh, and Finau. I like it a lot. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. So we'll see how all that comes to be. Uh, let's get into the Dell Technology Championship. A lot of fun stuff this week. Again, top 100 are here in the FedEx Cup, except Fowler and Molly have taken the week off. They'll be there next week. Um, T70 and ties are the cuts like normal. No MDF this week. At the end of the week, the top 70 in the FedEx Cup advance. So a lot going on here. We had some guys on the bubble. It'll be really interesting. Uh, why don't you give us a quick event history? Yeah, so it's been played at uh, TPC Boston. Um, it was formerly known as the Deutsche Bank Championship. Come to find out, Deutsche Bank is uh, run by a bunch of crooks, so they, they took that away. Um, but it's been played here ever since 2003, so we've got all kinds of, uh, of course, history to go by. Um, last year, Justin Thomas won by three shots over Jordan Spieth, um, and he went on to win the FedEx Cup that year, too. Rory McIlroy was your 2016 champion. Ricky Fowler like you said, is already withdrawn this week. He's got the oblique injury. 2015 champion, uh, Chris Kirk. Mm-hmm. Um, 2014 champion, Stinson. McElroy's won it again. Webb Simpson. Tigers won here once. Phil's won here once. Um, your scoring is going to be probably mid-teens, uh, I would say, depending on the weather, which I have not looked at. But, um, yeah, I mean, usually going decently low. I think the tournament record's 22 under. Mm-hmm. But last year... JT shot 17, so. Yeah, mid, mid to high teens, tournament record's 22. Uh, VJ and someone else had the, the round record at 10 under 61, so par 71 at TPC Boston. One other thing before we do the course preview, this tournament starts on Friday and ends on Monday, which yes. I really I don't like. That. I do not like that at all. Like, I love my Thursday and Friday while I'm working in action. This yes. really puts a – Saturday sweats? I don't need that. I got other <laughs> – like, the wife already yells at me enough for being on Twitter and stuff on my phone. I don't need to be looking at the PGA app all day. <laughs> like, God yeah. damn it. What are we doing? Yeah, I'm with you. Well, but, college football starts on Saturday too. Yeah, so there's another reason I'll be on my phone to get in trouble. Like, it just gets better yeah. and better. You might as well just leave the house, go to the bar yeah. or something. 
Yeah, college football DFS, everybody. Um, but, yeah, course preview. Actually, you mentioned TPC Boston. It's a par 71, 7,342 yards, give or take. So, you know, a decent size par 71, pretty similar to last week, a little bit longer, but not too much. Uh, bent grass greens we'll be looking at. A lot of bunkers. It depended on where I looked. I saw anywhere from 50 to 64 bunkers on the course. Every report and thing I read was different. Just realize there's a lot of bunkers out there, and a lot of them are cross bunkers in the fairways. The fairways are huge. The rough around the fairways, for the most part, at least the preliminary rough, isn't too bad. Don't go crazy, crazy. But, like, bombers can do very well here. If you can navigate the bunkers, bombers can do fine. Um, Reading different quotes from past guys on PGA.com, the longer hitters felt they had an advantage here, but then you had guys like Zach Johnson and others that, instead of a wedge, they had an 8-iron, which they were fine with. Because as long as you're in the fairway and you're safe, Phil Mickelson said it best, you can attack these greens. They're a little smaller than normal, but not as small as we've been seeing. Um, rather fast greens, but that usually means they might put a little truer for these guys. So they really like it. It is a shot maker's course. If you can hit your long irons, you're going to be very, very successful here. Uh, that's why I'm really bummed Molly's not playing this week. That's one thing he does very well. Um, there's five par fives over 460 yards. So that's ones. those are the ones you just want to say par and get away. There are some short ones. The opening par four is like 365 yards or something. So you can do some damage there if you're accurate. There's three par fives on the course. Um, 18 is definitely one you can attack in two. I believe the, the front nine has one that's okay. And then there's one that's over 600 yards that, no, you're going there in three and making that happen there. Um, the three of the four par threes are over 205 yards, and you get out of whack there, you can definitely lose some strokes there. So, again, long irons will come into play. So you can bomb it. You can have a lot of success, or your long iron plays really good. Either one of those two strategies, you can be very successful at this course. As Jesse mentioned with past history, uh, winners here, it's a it's a wider range. You know, Chris Kirk, Charlie Hoffman, um, Webb Simpson. Like, there's a bunch of guys. Ricky Fowler, you have bombers, you have ball strikers. So it just kind of depends on what you're looking at there. But – Friendly course, scorable course. As long as you uh, set it up nicely off the tee, you'll be very, very uh, okay at this course. Let's get into uh, the weather. I did see chances of rain on Friday, not too much over the weekend. Should be decent uh, for the week. Uh, what are some of the key stats you're looking at this week? Uh, first of all, uh, DraftKings points as usual, but uh, I went back and looked at some history here. Uh, Data Golf has a really good Side, I'm sure most people have heard of it, but anyway, uh, shot scan approach is important. We're looking at proximity and course history as well. Okay, okay, I like that. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at um, you know Green's approach, like you said, DraftKings scoring and birdie a better type deals. The usual, as we said, recent forms will be really big here. Uh, let's talk about some fan share sports. Uh, if you're playing football, you have a great football package there. If you like their golf, their football will be just as good. But we're talking golf right now. And they have all the tools and articles we're talking about. Let's talk about uh, last year at the Dell. JT won it all, and he had 120 DraftKings points. You had Leishman, Spieth, Rom, Casey, Pat Perez, Kevin Na, Patty Reed, Phil Mickelson, and Dustin Johnson. So a lot of big-time players right there. That's not – you know, in weeks past, Jesse, we've talked about guys that have uh, you know some sneaky names on the board. That's kind of um, – yeah, that's pretty much yeah. – the, the big boys came to town that week, and that's a trend they've seen there. You get, you get a random here and there, but for the most part, it's been pretty much uh, come and get it type stuff. So that's one thing to look at. When we look at recent form um, at this event, or the last three weeks if this uh, in this event, Brooks Kafka is averaging almost 106 DraftKings points. you got Justin Thomas, but third on the list, 
I, I would ask you to guess, but I don't think you're going to guess unless you're looking at it. Danny Lee is third on DraftKings points in the last three weeks, mm. averaging over 92 DraftKings points. Uh, Keegan Bradley at 91, Tony Finau, DJ Simpson, CT Pan, Billy Ho, and Hideki Matsuyama. I like this last six events a little more to kind of rounds out some of the good guys. You got DJ number one, Finau two, Brooks three. But then there's Fleetwood at four, who's like a T20 machine. You got Webb, Kevin Tway, who's been on fire. I got something on him later. He's almost 80 draft points. point. But then your boy, Gold Dahman, even missing a cut, still at 78. Chris Kirk, we've talked about him a ton. Keegan Bradley and Zach Johnson. So on that list, it's a ton of ball strikers uh, at the bottom half with the kind of the heavy hitters up top. So recent form wise, a lot of these guys obviously the top 100 in the field, but uh, the big names are coming in in good form. They did really well here last year. And um, one last thing I'll mention, uh, if you look at the Players Championship, I've seen a lot of correlations to that course between articles I've read and things I've heard. Uh, guys that did really well there this year. Uh, Webb Simpson, Xander, Jimmy Walker, Duffner, Schwartzel, who's not here this week, Kapka, Bradley, Fleetwood, Jason Day, and Justin Thomas. So, again, uh, you'll see a lot of correlations in those respects. All right. I'll let you talk now. DraftKings picks, 10K and above. Let's kick it off. we got five guys. we got Dustin Johnson, JT, Brooks, McElroy, Jason Day, and Jordan Spieth. What you liking up here? Uh, yeah, I mean the top three there, DJ, JT and, and Brooks, um, they all line out pretty well playing very well. I think they will be kind of the most popular. Um, surprisingly Jason day kind of caught a lot of steam last week and he was scheduled to be chalky until I think everybody realized he was going to be chalky and then backed off. Um, I got nothing for speed. Rory's interesting cause he has really good course history here. Obviously past winter, um, a little bit of a discount over DJ, thousand bucks uh and he is always just he's perpetually under owned um obviously strikes the ball very well can the putter get going that's the question um so i i like rory as kind of the gpp play um you know dj's obviously the favorite defending champion justin thomas brooks playing really well so it'll be interesting to see how ownership shakes out there uh, between those three. But uh, you know, if you're if you're looking for the GPP play, it would be Rory for me, just because I think he'll be under owned. Yeah, I agree. Rory should be a really really good GPP two time winner here, like you said. Um, he took the week off, which kind of makes me wonder what's going on. But if anybody can just you know take a week off, practice a little bit, and come out, he's definitely one of them. Um, DJ by far, in a way, is the, the favorite for a reason. We say it every week. But uh, JT Defending Champions, as you mentioned, I really like Brooks at 11000 If I'm not going McElroy, Brooks at eleven, you You're going to price bump for a guy that's playing better than pretty much anybody in the world right now, if not just like DJ. And he's fraction of a points from taking over the number one spot from DJ right now. Uh, so you think those lifting brothers don't want to you know, talk a little trash to each other? I think um, that's a very, very interesting one with uh, Brooks Kopka at 11000 You mentioned Rory and then Jason Day. Uh, yeah, he finished T20 last week. He's finished T20 or better in five straight events. He's played very, very well at this golf course, and he had a lot of things he loves about this course. He said he loves the sight lines. He approaches in. He's a big, big fan of this golf course. So uh, that that that's something I definitely pay attention to when you find a golfer that we talked about. You know, it fits their eye, and he's starting to kind of round into form. So it could be another week where Day contends. He was playing really well. looked like he had a shot in the, going into the week, and he's kind of floated around and finished, I think, uh, yeah, T20. I think it's like eight under or something like that. So nothing great, but nothing bad. Not not what you want at 10-4. But 
long story short, uh, McElroy, yes, is the GPP play here. But I like Brooks a lot this week. And then Day would be the other guy I'd look at if you're coming up top, which you can do this week if you want to. For the 9K, we got five golfers to pick from. We got Tiger Woods. It's funny how he drops down after a week. It's just I don't understand this pricing. But uh, Adam Scott, Justin Rose, John Rom, and Patrick Cantlay. Really big fan of a few of these guys here. Jesse, who do you like? Yeah, I mean, I'll start with Tiger. The thing with Tiger last week is his putting was awful, and so he's lost. He's only lost shots twice all year on the greens. Um, that was at the Memorial, the Wells Fargo, and he backed those up with gaining shots um at least four shots on the field uh on the on the putting service the the week after i'm not sure how he did at the u.s open it's not on there but um the week after that when he played the well okay so the memorial he lost shots miscut the u.s open but then when he came back at the quicken loans he he gained shots um obviously we don't have that u.s open data so i'm not sure how he put it that week but either way uh, he's, he tends to figure it out so I, I mean i think he's playable um especially at that price uh 97 um i would take that all day adam scott's obviously playing very well at this point um he's got good course history as well he's been around here a few times and uh and has some good uh, numbers that i look at usually um and then rose I, you know coming off the miscut um be interesting to see how people treat him i mean i, th- I think he's I, I don't know if he's hurt I, I mean i don't think he is um i haven't heard anything recently um, his putting was god awful like, last within week. five feet he couldn't freaking putt i mean dude he was like i was watching it because i played him um and he missed like he missed so, so many like putts inside 10 feet it was just ridiculous he lost six shots in those two rounds uh putting so um he's been a better putter than that all year so i i, I like for him to bounce back so i think he's very playable now from an ownership perspective where he'll fall in, I don't know. Um, I don't know about Rom. I got nothing for him. And then Cantlay's price going up is weird to me to the, into this range because uh, he's priced above some guys below him who I would rather play. But if you're playing a GPP, you know, I would, um, I wouldn't avoid Cantlay. Uh, he's playing well, and he's um, scoring DraftKings points too. He's tenth over his last tw- over the last twenty four rounds in this field. So I like him. He's hitting the ball well. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. Woods, I want everybody to pay attention real quick. I might be playing him this week. Oh, no. I am actually intrigued just for the fact. I, I'm. If It was just the putter because the thing that I've always been worried about is him spraying it. Um, he, he's starting to drive it a little better, yeah. especially with that, with that uh, driving iron, and he could three-wood it here. If he can get that putter figured out, I, I, I'm a lot happier with this because I didn't like playing him in the five-figure range. I know $9,700 is very close, but there's a big difference there where finishing position comes into play. And we've seen him when he's had a bad rap, a weekend like that, a bad tournament. He bounces back very, very well. And he's obviously played very well at this golf course. So Tiger Woods is heavily on my radar, 9700 bucks, a thing I didn't think I'd be uttering on this show. But I'm not going to be like the Tiger fanboys out there and, you know, running around trying to um, please him at all costs. Um, <laughs> Justin Rose is the one, though. If, if, I, if I don't play Rose, I'd probably go to Tiger. But Rose, I'm very, very in on. I'll, unless something comes out about him being hurt, it's his first miscut of the year. He putted so bad, and we know he's so much better than this. He should be 10-3, not 93. Like yeah, he, I agree. He is that darn good, and if he's not hurt, there's no reason he should be down here. He can fit a course like this tremendously. 
Um, I am all in on Justin Rose this week, unless something comes out about him being being hurt. I will be there because I think there's a lot of people are going to hear the hurt narrative or a miscut narrative and run away. I will be on Justin Rose tonight through the Bucks. And then Patrick Cantlay, I kind of like the price increase because maybe it gets people away. But like you said, he's hitting the ball better than almost anybody out there right now. He's, he's hitting it tremendously. He's striking it well. And it, that game fits this course perfectly. So $9,000 for Patrick Cantlay. Yes, it's steep, but uh, it could definitely help his ownership out. So if it's Rose for me, pivoting to Woods, Cantley is in play at this at that price point. Let's go to the eight thousand dollars. You got Hideki, Finau, Bryson, Stenson, Fleetwood, Reed Simpson, Mickelson, Billy Ho, and Mark Leishman. I'll kick us off from the eight Ks, where I might build a whole roster here because I can literally see top tens all over this place. Uh, Tony Finau, love him, absolutely love him again. Uh, if you keep pricing them right here, I'm going to keep playing them. This is this is what Molly got until Molly started winning, and he just keeps making cuts and getting it done. So I love Fino at 8800 uh, especially when he can bomb it. And if you go a little bit outside the fairway, it's not going to kill you. That's like a recipe for good times for Tony Fino. Um, Hendrick Stenson, past winner here. He's played very well here. Can uh, hit his three-wood and then, then iron it in at 86. I like that quite a bit. I love Tommy Fleetwood. He's never played here. He's a T20 machine. I was all over him last week. He came out guns blazing. I thought he was going to take it down. I'll still go back to him at 8500 bucks. That's too cheap. He, if Cantley's 99000 Tommy Fleetwood should be right next to him. So yeah. I'll take Fleetwood at 85 That's another mispricing for them. Uh, Webb's not bad here. I do like Phil this week as well. I don't know why I'm going old school with Tiger than Phil, but Phil at, at 8200 bucks and um, loves this course. Absolutely loves it. Showed a lot better form last weekend, so maybe it's you know taking a little break there. Helped him out a bit, but 82 for Phil – I like a lot. And then Billy Ho's coming in in phenomenal form at 8100 bucks. I don't mind playing him at all. Like I love this $8,000 range. Um, Fleetwood's my favorite with Finau behind him. And then Horschel and then Mickelson. That's how I kind of rate it out. And Stinson, uh, he'd probably be there around the Billy Ho rankings for me. But I love this $8,000 range. Uh, what do you like in here? Yeah, I'm on board with uh, with Finau. Um, I do think Hideki is interesting. Um He's starting to hit the ball a lot better. He's seventh in the field over the last 24 in shots gain approach. Um, he's got some good course history here as well in uh, scoring DraftKings points. So he's trending the right direction. Um, at 8,900, I would definitely take some shots with him and some GPPs. I don't know how to handle Bryson. Um, I feel like he's won before, so you know it won't be as big of a deal. Um I don't see him really taking a week off. He doesn't have to win at 8,700. He's obviously playing well. Um, he putted really well last week, too. I, I know these are different. This is different surfaces, but gained seven, seven shots on the on the greens last week. So uh, a hot putter here will, will go a long way. Um, Tommy, I like as well. Billy Horschel, I like as well. Um, I'll be on Billy for sure again. I hope that price hike for him scares some people off, but he, it, this is like the range where we find the chalkiest players. So I hope Billy's not, uh, not chalky this week, but we'll see. The part I like about liking so many here is when Logan Harper, a fan share sports, another reason to sign up comes out with his um, projected ownerships. There's a lot of nice pivots here. Like uh, the entire AK range. I've, see making the cut I'd be maybe okay percentage wise probably not but out of all of them maybe one or two maybe I really like the state K range so um, a lot of good pivots you can make here and still feel pretty comfortable getting at least a top 20 with a top 10 upside here yeah. so uh, I like it quite a bit 
Let's drop into the 7K range. We'll talk 7,500 and above. There's only a few guys this week, Jesse. We got Casey, who for like a brief second Thursday made us think he was back and <laughs> fell apart. Um, Usti, Snedeker, Tyrell Hatton, Gary Woodland, Bubba Watson, Wise, ZJ, and Kucher. Uh, a lot of guys I usually play, and I might play this week, but what do you like here? Yeah, I think that's underpriced on Casey. I mean, uh, I know this field is is limited, and you have to price somebody around this range, but at 7900 today, I mean, for, for me, he's a cash play at $7,900 there. Ustay's uh, coming off a pretty good week. Um, he played well uh, last week, so finished 28th. Not that great, but at that price, again, somebody who I would play, not necessarily in cash, but more GPP. Um, Sneds off the WD uh, is interesting because obviously won the week before that. So where will you know his ownership go? I, I don't know if many people will be on him, but I do like him at that price. That's a pretty big decrease too. It's nine thousand last week, seventy hundred this week. Um, Woodland is another play for me at seventy seven. Um, you know he made the cut last week and finished forty eighth. So not that great, but his putter wasn't. Wasn't working that great, so hopefully he can bounce back a little bit this week at 77, um, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I love. I like Gary Woodland as well on him last week. Just the putter it seemed to be the trend with most of my guys. I could get there in range, couldn't putt for shit. So, uh, <laughs> Gary Woodland's my guy. Dude, it's bad. Yeah, cash games. You know, ZJ and Kucher. I'll, I'll say it every week because you know Kucher not as much lately, but ZJ is a cut machine. Like he's gonna get it in and do it for you. So you're playing cash. I go those directions. But uh, the other guy here is Tyrell Hatton coming in in amazing form right now. Really, really good form. Uh, three top 20s in his last five. T20 um, are, are better in three straight and four or five. First time playing this course, which could be interesting, but he's a guy that can catch fire at 7,700 bucks. Be a pivot off of Woodland for me if he's, if Woodland's pretty chalky. But this range, if I'm going heavy up top, I'm probably not going to be here that much. I'll be more in the bottom sevens, which is a lot more loaded to me. So let's get into that. We have Kevin Knopp, Poulter, RCB, Hoffman, Noren, Berger, Keegan Bradley, who had a heck of a weekend until Sunday. Uh, Xander, Sink, Grillo, Stanley, Walker, Binion, Grace Kisner, Moore, Reedy, Smith, and Watney. What do you have in this range, Jesse? That was, that was impressively fast, you going through there. Going back to Hatton, did you see that he um, bought a putter yes. Saturday night? My man. Went out and shot like – Minus eight. Well, let me tell you a story about putters. Um, I laugh every week because even this weekend when I played my buddy who's a two handicap, he's on his fourth putter of the year because it's killing him. I putt with a top flight I bought at Dick's Sporting Goods on sale for $60 four years ago. And I love it. I love it. Like, it's just old trusty to me. I have no problem. I love it. And I've, I play with so many guys. I go to some guys' houses. They have like eight putters in their house. And they're always tinkering with them. Yeah. I have my one trusty. When that thing falls apart, I'm going to probably cry. I absolutely love it. So I respect them just walking in and buying one and going with it because these guys all have these fancy ones. They go get fitted and everything. Like, nope. And I'm one of the better putters in my whole course. So I enjoy it. Yeah, that was just surprising to me that he didn't go to, like, I don't know who sponsors him, but go to their van and get you know get them to to get a putter up for him or something like that. I mean, yeah, I understand. I like I, I put it with the two-ball putter, the, the – uh, Odyssey white hot two ball putter for like 15 years. So I get it. And I finally switched uh, last year to the tailor made. But anyway, um, so in this range, uh, I think Poulter's interesting at, at 7,400. Um, Kevin Naw as well at 74. Both those guys are 
playing pretty decent. I think Poulter, did he miss the cut last week? No, he uh, didn't. He made the cut. Yeah, finish he made it. Yeah. So um, I, I, I would consider those two uh, for this week. Keegan at 72. Did you see his round? Oh, my God, man. On Sunday? It was um, – it reminded me of days I've had on the course, but I'm not a professional golfer. Good Lord. I mean – yeah, him and Bo Hostler. I was about like, to say, what was worse, that or Bo Hostler's just first hole in general? Oh, dude, he, like I saw where he he took a what did he take a seven back to back OBs off the tee. Oh, he took a seven with two out of bounds. Like that's yeah, impressive. Been, that's very impressive. But man, what could have been? What could have been? <laughs> right. That's not how you start the tempo of a round when you're in a contention. I can only imagine, dude. Just blast two out of bounds immediately. That's I mean, you're in contention. The, that's when you walk straight to the 19th hole real quick, and you say, "I'll meet you on the second tee." That'd be awful. So Keegan's interesting at 72 as well. Um, hometown, hometown boy. Hometown narrative, narrative street there. Um, Grillo's okay at 71. I will go back to Stewart Sink this week. The Sink. Um, he's he's high on my model. Uh, that he just had the one bad round. Not he did some. He just had some terrible holes on Thursday and basically just shot himself out of it. Tried his best to come back and. Played really well on Friday. I followed it, most of it. Um, and then Ryan Moore missed the cut last week, but was pretty hot coming in, so he's interesting to me. Um, he's got some good course history numbers, uh, and his proximity numbers continue to stay way up there um, if he can just freaking get a putter going. Uh, and then Ches Reeve, last but not least, he's kind of been off the radar recently. Um, yeah, man. But, I mean, his, like – if you look at some of his uh, some of his stats, like he's he's training in the right direction um, and coming back, so uh, I do think he's interesting at seven thousand. Uh, so more and 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 uh, Reavy there, and then Sink uh, for me. Keegan's okay, whatever. Poulter and all. Yeah, no, I really really like this range. That's why you can kind of mix and match this week and make it happen. I like Kevin not quite a bit. We've talked about him a lot lately, and that's saying a lot from a group that. Uh, we're big fans of him before, but we can respect right. the play that he has, and he's he fits a course like this the way the way he's striking it, hitting his irons and his approach at seventy four hundred bucks. I do like not a lot. Poulter, I can dig. RCB is another guy. He trunk slammed on Saturday. Uh, he bounced back on Sunday. He's another one though at the seventy three hundred dollar range. You know, prior to this T eleven, prior to last week T eleven, T ten, T seventeen. He's got that big time game. He was T eighteen here last year. So uh, RCB at seventy three, I can definitely get behind as well. I like Charlie Hoffman again a lot here. I was on him last week at 6,800. I'll be on him again at 73, past winner here. So I really like that 73 to 74 right there. And a couple of others, uh, similar to the reasoning behind Rose, uh, the Stu Goat will definitely be on the radar at 7,100. Uh, that's too cheap for what he can do for you, especially in cash games. Kyle Stanley, when talking ball strikers courses, uh, putting is always a question, but 7,100 bucks for Stanley, another course that fits him very, very well. I'm with you on Ryan Moore. I agree with that. Before the miscut last, it was playing outstanding. And we've talked about it on last week's pod. He was just throwing darts all over the golf course. Uh, he was off last week um, for $7,000. I think he's worth that gamble to find it again. Um, and then Nick Watney at $7,000. i am with you uh, that one there, too. I think that's a great price for a very talented golfer. Uh, T at 11 at last week. Uh, made 6-11 cuts at this event last time he played it. T44 and T35 the last two years he's played at TPC Boston. So, Watney at 7K, I like, but the Nah RCB Hoffman area up top there, I really, really like with a Stink, Stanley, Moore, and Watney in the bottom. Let's go into 6K range where there's a couple of decent golfers in here. Jesse, who are you liking? 
Yeah, there's uh, a lot of names down here that you, you know, just like what? Um, but that's, you know, 100 man field and uh, the 100 best yes. golfers, quote unquote, on the PJ Tour. Well, 98. So either way, uh, quite a few guys down here I, c- I can get behind. Um, I think Chris Kirk is fine at 6,800. Uh, he rates out highly on the model. He's got obviously got, got good course history, past champion. One guy who I think is super interesting is Russell Knox. Um, at 6,900. And the only reason being is he's, he's got some core sister. So he's made four cuts in four attempts here. Um, but he's hit it well when he's played here. So he's one of those guys who is not coming in necessarily the best form, miscut 35th, 48th miscut. Uh, but sometimes just when guys go to certain courses, things can pop for him. So at super low ownership, I would take some chances, uh, with Russell Knox. Um, Jason Duffner, same boat for me. Um, Duffner is right on the edge too of being eliminated, so he really needs it. Really, really needs a good week uh, in order to to get on the next week. And same thing I was just talking about as far as his course history is pretty good, I do believe. Has he missed any cuts here? Duffner's nine for nine on cuts made. Nine for nine. So uh, he's got a couple top. He's got one top ten in there. Um, but he's just got some good stats from what I was looking at there. So moving down further, Joel Dahlman and we Kim at 6,400. Um, just go ahead and throw them as my punts of the week. I'll go back to Dahlman. Um, I hope last week was just a little bit of a, I hope he took like went to, I don't know, did something over the weekend uh, to enjoy himself and he's ready to come back. We Kim, I think is very interesting at 64. So there's a lot of options down here. It can open up a lot, a lot of salary if you're down here looking at some of these guys. So uh, for me, Dahlman, Kim, Duffner, Knox, and uh, Chris Kirk. Yeah, there's definitely a lot to like down here. A few for me, uh, maybe Jamie Lovemark, bomb and gouge type guy. We see him in, in pretty good form of late. Um, only one missed cut in his last five. T24 and T26 in that mess. He's made two or two cuts here. Uh, Kevin Chapel at 6800 bucks needs a good week here. He's 88th in FedEx Cup right now. Another guy's played really well at this golf course. But Chris Kirk, I love at 68. That just doesn't seem right for the golfer we have right now. Past winner here. Uh, we're talking ball striking, uh, CH3 at 6700 bucks. Another guy can definitely take a look at here. Uh, CT Pan, up and down week last week with 6700 Coming in an overall really, really good form to this course. Another guy that surprised me, I, I looked at him a little more after watching his caddy talk on Twitter all last night, but Austin Cook is coming in playing really, really good golf uh, at 6600 bucks. I've never really bought into him because, you know, like the last three events, T60, T50, T53, but prior to that, T28, he's been in contention a lot. He just kind of falls apart on the weekend. Could be a young guy that just can't finish yet. I don't know, but uh, someone to think about at 66. Uh, I do like Brian Gay. We've been on him a lot lately at 6600 bucks. I think another good one here, and he might be popular at this price point. He's 86th in the FedEx Cup, but it's Kevin Tway at $6,600. He's kind of an all-or-nothing guy, but when you talk about a bombing course, he can definitely fit that mold. Again, it's a putter issue with him. And then a a dominant 64 is pretty simple, so I agree with you there. Um, You mentioned your punts are we, Kim, and Joel Dahman. I'll punt with Chris Kirk uh, and Kevin Tway. Those would be my two, uh, two punts down below, my two main punts down below. I can dig it. Who do you got busting this week? Oh, bust. It's tough in a field like this. It really is. It is, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, I would go. See, I just, I don't really know who, like, who's always going to be chalky, though, too. But I would say, like, Jason Day would be my bust. You just hating on my Jason Day guy. Um, 
I'm thinking John Rom again. I was right on that one last week. It's not not in that way, but I guess he's good enough to turn it on any time. And if not for him, I'm I'm saying Bryson Bust this week. Right? Yeah, just the consistency factor, but he's he's good, so we'll see. But uh, those will be my bust. Who's your core so far early on? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, this is a. It's, I'll just give like kind of like I'm gonna definitely play in sync for sure, 100. I'll have Rose as well. I think it's a good bounce back spot for him, and and I'll go Horschel as I'll go Horschel too. Yeah, those are some really good ones. I'm going to definitely be on Finau and Fleetwood and Hoffman. Those are three I really, really like. But, you know, we talked Rose. Um, I like your sink call. There's a lot to like this week with fields like this. Remember, 98 players, T70, and ties. There's going to be a lot of guys making the cuts with no MDFs. Like, literally, if it breaks weird, we could have, like, 12 guys miss the cut. (laughs) Yeah, I think that was, like, there was – if I remember correctly last year, there was a lot, a lot of guys who made the cut. Yeah, so six of six. It, it, it should should be a popular thing unless chaos ensues, which yeah, there's some know. kind of WDs. Yeah, yeah. I was um, talking to somebody though, and he said that uh, he said that I would for sure have somebody miss the cut at East Lake. And I was like, yeah, they'd be the guy who curls his ankle going to the first hole. Oh, Tony Fina makes me feel better. Um, <laughs> who do you have winning this thing? Uh, winner, I will go with. I'm gonna go out on, on a little bit of a limb with uh, Hideki. Um, kind of up top would be my pick, and then down lower down, um, man, Billy Ho breaks through finally. Damn it! Sorry. Yeah, Billy Ho is the guy I had down for my my long shots. I guess we're both on Billy Ho. It sounds like people. Uh, That's Uh when we both like. Uh, I like the Matsuyama call. I can just never play him on drafting because I never get him right. It's nothing against the guy. Yeah, I I don't either. Get him right. It's just Never. more of a. I mean, he's he's hitting his irons really well. So if he, if he can figure out how to putt, but that's you know, it's and such an issue. He's slowly starting to smile while he's out there, so might be a good sign. Um, but yeah, I go Billy Hope. I go a little higher up. I'll go back to Fleetwood. I think just one of these weekends he's not going to have that bad round and just put it all together because it's there. Just not. It's either going to be him or him or Finau's winning one really damn soon, really soon. Yeah, yeah. I'm with so you. we'll see how that plays out. Uh, well, that wraps up the preview for the Dell Championship. Jesse, any final thoughts for the week, upcoming tournaments, anything fun going on? Uh, not much. Like you said earlier, Friday through Monday tournament. Uh, so we won't be back until Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, then we'll only have Tuesday, Wednesday, th- no, Tuesday, Wednesday for the next <laughs> event. Actually, no. Is, is this when they take off a week or it, no? I think they take a week off the week after. Okay. I think. That's well, uh, a short week. Yeah, we'll have a short week most likely next week, uh, which is which will be odd. Um, but other than that, you know, I mean, we're getting down to the point here where kind of for me, cash games are starting to go out the window because of the cuts going away. Um, so, you know, this is for me kind of the last week to play, you know, cash. But you you were right. So this week is Dell Technologies and then BMW starts September 6th. So literally two days between them. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but well, we'll see. Everybody join us in the Slack chat if you have any questions. We had a guy win pretty well. We have another guy that listens to the show a lot who they winning won really well. So good to see some guys are taking it down. But uh, come you. ask us questions anytime you want. We're always in and out of there throughout the days. Um, Jesse gets to a lot of the golf guys way before I do. So jump in there and uh, chat it up, and we'll have fun with that for sure. But. Without any further ado, check us out on Twitter at AlwaysPressDFS. Jesse is at all, 
at DFS Golf Gods. I am at BD Entrick. And give us a rating and review on iTunes. We'd much, much appreciate it. But this is the 2018 Dell Technology Championship preview. Catch you guys later. Oh,